Welcome to Pro Wrestling Indie Strated, the indie-focused pro wrestling podcast from your friends at Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I am your host, PWI Editor-in-Chief Kevin McElvaney. Joining me, as always, pro wrestler, uh, Jill of all trades, the good witch, Kaya McKenna. Kaya, how you doing? I'm doing great today, Kevin. How have you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I want to congratulate you for your number one contender contendership at Invictus Pro Wrestling. You, you had a big win since the last time we recorded and hopefully some gold in your future. Let's hope so. I It's not my first title match, but my last one didn't go quite as planned. So I'm hoping that the second time around, I'm a little bit more seasoned. I'm a little bit more experienced in having title matches. And I can definitely weather the storm that is Vicious Vicky and stand victorious with that goal. Right and, above. When, and when do you have that title shot? When's that? Do we know yet? January 29th, 2022. So it's a great way to kick off the new year. Awesome. And you have a little bit of time, you know, presumably, you know, you know, you know your opponent because you're the number one contender. You have time to get ready for that match. I do. So, um, she also has time to get ready for me. So it'll be very, very interesting to see how it goes. This is true, but I'm not going to, you know, I, I know you a little better. I'm not betting against you. So I uh, wish you luck, of course. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we have an exciting show here today. We have another themed episode where we're going to talk to people who work more behind the scenes than, and, well, I don't even want to say behind the scenes because you'll see uh, today's guests at ringside. But we're going to be talking to photographers today. And we're starting, of course, I shouldn't say of course, you and I know who we're starting with. <laughs> but uh, a duo of photographers um, out of the the... I guess we call it the DMV area, right? Uh, I would definitely DMV is someone from the DMV. That is the proper way to refer to that region. Good, good. I, I was uh, careful not to say the letters out of order or something like that. It would <laughs> horrify you. Uh, but Jay Lee Photography, Christina and Antoine, we uh, talk about, well, you know what? Just go ahead and listen. You can You can hear what we talk about. Let's throw to that right now. I've got to say, I... Uh, feel a little bit left out here. I'm the only non Jeep owner. Hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not speaking out of turn, but I mean, um, when we were driving from Detroit to Chicago overnight and it was pouring snow, I was very grateful to have a Jeep. Well, and just think, don't be too worried that 495 in gas that we had to pay for premium. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Okay, then I'm not uh, that jealous. I well, I mean, um, that gas money was reimbursed to me by Brett Lauderdale, so I did not care. <laughs> yeah, on the regular, yes. All right. Um, so we're here, and we're going to talk about some photography today. And we've got two special guests in the form of Christina and Antoine, and we're going to talk independent photography, maybe some not so independent photography because there was a recent <laughs> shoot that the two of you uh, engaged in, but you, but you'll better know our guest as the duo Jay Lee photography. Welcome. Welcome to pro wrestling Illustrated, Both of you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll just, for anyone who may not know you or your work, what got you into photographing independent wrestling? You want to take that one? I give it to you. I can see. Okay, well, um, we didn't know anything about indie wrestling. Like, how many years ago was that? Four years ago? Yeah. Um, we didn't even know there was indie wrestling within our area. Like, we knew nothing about it. We didn't even know it was a thing. So, our friend, Niger, uh, he's also BGB. Big Gold um, Belt Podcast. Yeah. Uh. Um, he's the one that told us about a show in Virginia. And he was like, oh, you guys should come out. And, you know, it was our date night. So we were like, okay, we're go, you know, and um, that first show, you know, we had a camera. It wasn't the best camera, but I had just gotten this camera. And so far we were only using it for our son's track. That was it. So Antoine was like, I'm going to bring my camera when we go. And I, he will tell you this. Let, let it know I said my camera, but it was actually her camera. <laughs> yeah. He will, you, he will tell you like forever that it was. His idea to bring the camera, which it was, because I, I like begged. I was like, please don't bring the camera. It's our deal. You don't need the camera. Like, just leave it at home. He's like, but it's wrestling, you know? It's our first time there. You might capture some things. And I was like, okay, fine. Bring the camera. So you bought it. We were like second row. 
And then he started just taking photos. And at the time, I think we didn't even have Twitter. Like I had to make myself a Twitter account. And I was like, okay, well, let me just post these photos that, you know, you just took on Twitter. And then all of a sudden it started getting feedback from the wrestlers. And I was like, holy crap, bring the camera again on the next show. <laughs> so, so yeah, we just, we, this time we sat front row and all of a sudden we just kept taking photos. And then we started knowing like where to sit specifically, where they pose. And but yeah, it just kind of took off from there. That's, that's how it began. <laughs> yes. It definitely seems like it's been a little bit of a wild ride because I remember the first time I met you both, you were shooting at Flying Bee Fights, I believe, or wasn't even that. Maybe it was Fury Pro in Maryland, which is a smaller indie. Yeah, you guys took my first promo photo ever when I was still managing. But that aside, what is it like to experience the growth of working at a place like Flying Bee or Fury Pro and then beyond wrestling and then maybe some even bigger opportunities you've had recently? Are there any growing pains with that or has it been a great ride? Um, growing pains, growing. So I will say that there has been growing pains in the travel, um, mm-hmm. uh, going to a lot of promotions. Um, I take my hats off to you, Kai. You, you've done an amazing job traveling <laughs> the world. I can't. Uh, it's it's tremendous. It's, it affects you mentally uh, in certain ways of going up and down the road. Uh, but I will say the the fun of of it is and the adventure of it is amazing. Uh, like, for example, going to Rhode Island for the Beyond show that we uh, just did in the, end of the summer, it was ama- it was amazing. Uh, we had a good opportunity to go to the to go to the, the beach, shoot uh, photos on the beach, shoot photos the, the day before with uh, individuals. Uh, it, it was an amazing experience. Uh, but I would say the the one downfall of moving into the bigger promotions, uh, traveling up north, traveling down south, which we haven't done yet, but that is on our 2022 kind of bucket list is to travel a little bit further south. Um, but it does take a little toll on, on the body, especially when you're going up there, coming back the next day, your kids have practice. You got to give them one to take them to school. And, and you know, those Sunday beyond shows that were, were really it ended around 10 o'clock and getting home at four in the morning is hard. Jeez. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I don't know if it was the first beyond thing that you shot, but definitely the first like on assignment thing for PWI. I mean, we printed your photos before and then you do great work. Um, may have been that iron match with uh, Trisha Dora and Tony Deppen on Valentine's day. Was that the first time that you shot for beyond or was that? Well, for that show, we didn't necessarily have to go as far because at that time right. we were at H2O. So mm-hmm. since H2O was only what a couple hours from us. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like three. Yeah, yeah. See, she knows. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that wasn't our technically first time shooting for Beyond. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a moment when we first got started uh, about two years in. They had a collab show of Chikar, and uh, I reached right. out to Drew then, and I was just like, "Hey, Drew, being extremely ecstatic, hey, Drew, can uh, we shoot your show since you guys don't have a photographer local?" And uh, Drew allowed us to uh, shoot that show for him. Amazing show. Stokely was on it. Uh, Orange Cassidy was on it. Uh, I think Faye was there too. So it was mm-hmm. a really good show. Uh, a lot of the guys that are signed now in AEW were on that show. And that, so that was like our one time uh, working with Beyond. Did we do WBR? Uh No, we, we were fans of that. Yeah, WBR. we were fans of WBR. WBR. Yeah. yeah. But we, we were actually booked for uh, to shoot uh, the Beyond show yeah. with Chikar, which was amazing. Uh, and that was about three years ago, almost. Okay. So, I mean, d- moving up pretty quickly, really, if you started four years ago, I mean, at that point, I mean, you're getting to, you know, Chikara and beyond are these independents that are less, I mean, they're regional, but they're not. They have this national uh, cachet, I guess you'd say. Um, and when you're going into an environment like that, I mean, we didn't even talk about the transition between shooting in the front row or the second row and then going ringside. And then, you know, you have the two of you and you're both shooting and then you're taking it upon yourselves to have to edit all those photos later. So, so like, what are the growing pains there and and moving to ringside and then, you know, it's both of you shooting. Well, I mean, editing is always a growing pain. I'm just going to put that out there. Editing is just, especially when you have thousands of ringside photos, like, thousands from his camera and then thousands from my camera and it's just constant edits and then like since I shot from a different camera 
things may be different. So it's like you got to go per photo to fix everything and just make it look like it's all one set. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, how we got from the seats to ringside, I mean, I guess we'll, <laughs> we, we asked uh, at the time, Nova Pro was a thing. Um, so they had the show called Sink or Swim and it was basically a tryout show for wrestlers. And I assume it was a trial show for photographers as well, because we asked, could we shoot ringside? And he said, yes. So that was basically our first time ever doing that. And it was really Antoine's idea because he just always wanted to shoot ringside. Mm -hmm. I'm more of like, well, at the time I was more of like, you know, I'll just stay back here where, you know, there won't be any drop kicks coming at me, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, we were both there. I was terrified. That first, I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to get killed. Like, <laughs> and I think the ducklings were on that show. So. Yeah, the ugly ducklings were on that show. And I was like, holy crap. I know they're going to fly out the ring. They're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I was just super nervous. But uh, I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. I didn't interrupt you all. I was going to ask if you'd had any close calls. Um, yeah. I did skateboarding photography for a little bit. And, you know, those skateboards fly everywhere. But wrestlers also fly everywhere. If there Has there ever been a situation where you've been like, Super close call, These guys equipment wise, or even oh, you. <laughs> Bro Keller, a uh, uh, couple years back at Nova, did a, a slide, and literally he ran right into my chest. <laughs> but it, like normally, every every wrestler has a, a certain set of, a set of moves that you know where things are coming. So that's that's how I, I kind of go about ringside. I, it always sucks to shoot a wrestler's first match. Uh, that you've ever seen because you don't really know their set of moves and sometimes you miss uh, the things that they're they're doing. But once you know their move set and you're familiar with it, you know where to move to, to get to the exact point. But for that one show, he did something different. And he caught me sliding out and I was like, oh, I did not expect that. And he said, he said sorry, right afterwards. But you took the bump, point, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there was an incident <laughs> We were at uh, we were at Crab Wrestling at the time, and I okay, terrible. Never do this, anyone who's listening, especially if you're a photographer. Never use the camera with no strap. Okay, I do not have a strap on my camera. Oh boy. Um, and it was one of my newer cameras at the time, and a referee kicked me by by accident because you know how they do that slide to go and do the pin yeah he slid all yeah. the way over his feet were hanging out the ring and he hit me and my camera was like wobbling out of my head I was like oh my god no Christ <laughs> <laughs> subverted exactly thank god it didn't happen um but yeah and then you got hit by I think Willow well, that was one she was coming out right in the ring yeah, that's, she was that's coming in, yeah and, and she just like <laughs> ran right into him <laughs> I feel like it's a normal thing yeah it's cool well, that was on purpose, right? Because Willow is just famously this really aggressive and mean person. <laughs> if anyone listening to this is somehow not familiar with Willow, that is completely a joke. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't even pay attention that that happened, but she came right in the back and gave me a hug. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you hit me? I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> You were in the zone. Well, let's talk about a little bit about this recent shoot that you did, because you're you're used to being, you know, in the thick of it in that way, these these smaller shows. But recently, uh, on assignment for PWI, you were uh, able to shoot AEW, so it was a, a TV taping. Um, that's a slightly different experience. So, like, could you talk about going in there and, and how that compared to what you're used to? Um, I, w- I would say AEW was, one, I would say it was a whole different environment, uh, right. lights, uh, big time feel, uh, the crowd, the energy, uh, and been on assignment at, a, at an AEW event was just out of the mind, out of the mind amazing. Uh, it's it's a whole different feel. I, I I did a we did a show we did the Ring of Honor Enterprise show a year ago, uh, which was which was a, which was a, which was an amazing event. But it was just a whole different feel of that event. Uh, being able to capture the fans' emotions, uh, the, the wrestler emotions, uh, and just seeing like some of the things that Tony Khan and uh, Chris Jericho do behind the scenes. Uh, hold on once. We, we got a restart reminder on our computer. To be able to capture those things and seeing how the fan interaction was just was just amazing. Uh, one of the biggest things that 
I wanted to do going into the assignment was to capture photos, but capture also the audience reaction to the photos. Uh, so you, you see, you've seen the photos. A lot of the times we try to do a wider angle of the photos, but still capture the action because the fan interaction, I think is just, it's just as important as the wrestlers interaction. Uh, a lot of times like when Darby Allen goes up for a move, yes, you can zoom in directly on Dar Darby Allen, but if you wide it out, you'll capture every one of the fans reaction uh, to his, uh, his pose on the, on the ring. So I, I came, we, we came into the, in there thinking like, okay, let's try to capture all the reactions that we can. And it was just, it was just an amazing experience. I, I, I don't think I've been to a wrestling event since 1998 Starcade uh, with that much energy. Uh, of course, I haven't been to WrestleMania or, or Royal Rumble, so, but definitely I haven't kept seeing anything like that in, in such a long time. Hey, that's on a bucket list too, you know, other, other big shows like that. But yeah, definitely AEW was amazing. I enjoyed myself. Um, I definitely want to go again. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Oh, and he got to see Sting. That's like his favorite wrestler. You got to see Sting! Like his favorite wrestler. He was like a little, little boy. Like, just like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so I cool. Like, I went like a little boy when I saw the big show outside of the arena. And I, she was like, you can just say hi. I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I kept begging. I was like, Antoine, come on. We can just turn around and go say hi. He's like, oh, my God, I can't do it. Like, he completely <laughs> just <laughs> I get starstruck totally when it comes to shy. people. Yeah. <laughs> See, missed opportunity. Yes. <laughs> that just means you have to go back and shoot again so you can exactly. not miss the opportunity. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, because wrestling's very inconsistent. Like, the venues are inconsistent. The lighting's inconsistent. The talent's inconsistent, which probably makes it I would assume a little bit difficult to plan what to bring because you never might know what you might need in any certain situation. So is there any like strategy to like, if you're going to a venue you've never been to before, like what you might bring, what you might not bring, like what you try to be aware of, like things that you look for when you get there, because I mean, all of these places we've talked about have very different setups, right. And like different lights and different, different angles and places you can shoot from. And I can imagine that that's like a different challenge every time you go to a show. Right extremely so so i'm i'm the, the tech part of the, of the group like christina does the the edits and the promo work and she does an amazing job so a lot of times i do the deal with the tech the equipment and making sure that those questions like the venues uh like for example anytime we work a new venue i try to message the promoter and ask him for pictures of the venue uh to see mm -hmm. what the lighting is to see exactly what do i need to bring even though I end up bringing all our equipment anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thankfully you have that Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh God. You, have, you, have you ever seen the pictures? We, I had to send you a picture one day of, of how we pack our car for a show. It is, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Cause we have it's a Tetris. We have a, yeah. yeah. It's Tetris. We have a nine foot backdrop that we, we Oh play. no. So it's always in between us. Yeah. It's just there all the time. It's like our third passenger. So we're good. I feel like I've seen a photo of you two on Instagram, like going to a show. And yes, your backdrop is just casually sticking out into the front seat. <laughs> like between two of you. <laughs> I've seen that. It's I'm cute. I'm so used to it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, and we just, just got a wagon to put our carrier <laughs> with us. All this time we've been going like back and forth to the car carrying piece by piece all of our equipment. We just- Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best investment ever. But uh, but guys, to answer your question regarding lighting, uh, we, anytime there's a low light arena, we use a, a, a what they call a, a 1.4 aperture uh, lens. Uh, that's our lowest uh, setting lens. And that normally works for anything that's dark. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been lucky that we have not got in a arena that has been bad in a long time. Don't jinx it. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> He's will, like, don't bring up the devil. <laughs> I will give you a horror story once. We, about a year or so in, this is before we really started getting into the tech part of different lenses, different lighting setups. Uh, we went to a crab show that was outdoors uh, at around five o'clock, six o'clock. Uh, this this show was also under a gazebo, with one little oh, with one little Lord. bulb light over top. Mm -hmm. uh, we couldn't capture nothing because <laughs> everything was black. Yeah, and at that time we were just starting out. 
we had a 3.5 to 4.0 lens. It, it just wasn't the case. And I, I mentioned that moment because then I'll go to another uh, show that we shot. We shot Paris is Bumping, uh, the first one. Awesome environment, awesome show. Uh, uh, Billy had this great idea for a dark, uh, kind of a in the club dark setting. Uh, at this time, <laughs> more experienced photographers. Uh, so we could shoot in a dark setting without any issue. And if, if, if you've seen any of those photos, you can see that they're in a dark setting, but the quality of those other photos came out pretty good. Um, so that's just a difference in the, in the growth over the, over the years. At that time, we couldn't do anything. Literally, I had to just sit down on the show because I didn't know how to shoot it because it was so dark. Then later on, newer gear, more research, we were able to shoot that show. And I think those photos uh, turned out pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I would imagine wrestling is like nothing else because not only is it like a theatrical performance, but it's also a sport and people are moving very quickly. So, shoo. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you up the shirt account, you <laughs> you lose some money. <laughs> and then you also don't want to miss that move. Because the worst thing in the world is a wrestler that, that message you and say, hey, you catch my move and you send it to him and it's just nothing but a blur. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, sort of. We got it a little bit. It's tricky. So, like, if somebody listening to this decided, hey, I would like to start photographing. Well, I mean, it's if, if they're just starting to take pictures and they're starting with wrestling, it may be a little challenge because it is a sport and there are all these uh, variables with the venue. But if somebody did want to get into this, like, where would you suggest they start in terms of research or things they want to learn, uh, resources? This is a very broad question. I realize like it's, it's you're talking about picking up a new art form. Um, but what would your advice be to them? I would say my first, there's, there's, okay. So this is going to be a very uh, long winded. Uh, please, please. Uh, there's, there's two folds to it. There's a financial aspect of it. And then mm -hmm. there's also the, the aspect of getting into a promotion and, and also get into an environment that may be different. And you may, you may have to work your way in to feel accepted or even feel like you you can talk to the folks to say you're offering a service. Uh, so from a, from the standpoint, I get a standpoint from financially. Uh, if you're starting out in photography, uh, invest in yourself. That's the first thing I can say. Don't go don't go cheap just because you want to get started. Uh, research, find exactly what you want, and make sure you know what you want, and pay the money for it if you if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, buy something that's that you know can get you by until you can make that that jump. eBay is a great uh, tool. You can buy things for cheap. Look into trade-ins. That's how that's how we spend a lot of money on our cameras. We trade in. We um, buy used, uh, and we try not to buy market value, even though we just did. Uh, <laughs> and that hurt. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes you got to treat yourself, though. <laughs> you guys work hard. You deserve it. <laughs> but regarding the financial, the biggest thing to do is to make a mistake and spend money on the camera that's not going to be that's not usable in, in the terms of wrestling. Uh, and you, you're already invested in it. So mm -hmm. what I would say to anybody who's trying to get started, to do your research. Make sure you know what you want, the brand you want where you want to go and the type of lenses that you need. You don't need a million and one different lenses. You may need just one. So spend your money rightfully. And and, and you should be on the, on the right track. The second part I would say is regarding promotions. Um, get to know the wrestlers. Uh, yeah. It's a good, it's a good way. Uh, be informed. Go to the shows. Take photos. Uh, Talk to the, the the current photographer if they have a current photographer. Ask them if they have an opening. If they don't have an opening. Just keep sh uh, shooting the show. Keep showing up, uh, and one day you'll get a, a chance to shoot. Uh, it happened for us. Uh, we started shooting, kept shooting, and then one day we got a chance to shoot. Uh, and then we got a chance to shoot. We kept with that, uh, kept with the role, and we still work with uh, Dave Lane. Dave Lane was one of the first photographers we worked with uh, at no at Nova Pro. Um, even now, we still communicate with him every now and then, even though he's more in the Richmond, North, Norfolk area. But we kept working shows with him, and then they let us shoot ringside with him, and then we worked other ringside shows with him. Uh, so I, that would be my advice. It's always just make sure you're there. Uh, don't try to be too pushy when it comes to getting ringside. Mm -hmm. uh, wait for your opportunity. Your opportunity will come. 
I um I loved that you guys said to just keep showing up. It seems like there's actually quite a few parallels between trying to make it as a wrestler and trying to make it as a wrestling photographer in that sense. When I um was first starting, I would help out at Impact and Rich Swan walked by me and was like, I'm glad you're here. Keep showing up. And like I have always remembered that. Just keep showing up. So to hear you guys say just keep showing up, it's that is apparently the secret sauce. Just keep showing up and, and bide your time. Yes. So I'll give you a funny story regarding like, the keep showing up part. So in the essence <laughs> of us like doing the fo- uh, uh, photos, we became friends with Faye Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. And Faye Jackson, we were- We love Faye. <laughs> so love we all love Faye. So we did, so Faye was our first ever promo shoot. Ooh. First ever promo shoot. Uh, and she was just accepting of what we were doing. Our first promos were god awful. Oh my God, they sucked. God awful. I look back. I look back at that. And I said, "What are you doing?" Everything was wrong. Every everything, everything was wrong from the standpoint of me holding the camera and taking the shot that day, because <laughs> it, it just it wasn't. It, it, they the were lighting. There were shadows. It was just wrong, 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 wrong. But when I when I talk about that, and I, I talk about relationships and how you you build relationships with folks. Faye came back to us again. And came back to us again each and every single time she came back to us for promo shots we got better we experienced more with her with her so and that also had other wrestlers coming up to us it's like oh well if faye is doing it then they must be kind of cool so let me reach out to them and it kind of went from there and yeah and then eventually we did a i would say a full did a perfect photo shoot with her um that's probably about a year or two ago uh, and I'm a hard judge on our, our, our quality of work. So, but I think about a year or two ago, we did a really good shoot with her. And even though the other one she loved too, it just shows that if you just keep working and you keep delivering uh, a product to some of uh, the folks, they'll keep working with you. And and, and they'll keep uh, you know, suggesting that you get other jobs with other folks. Uh, so if you stay at it, there are benefits uh, to it. Um. There's this idea, and I think it's come up on this podcast before, is that like if you're doing something right or well, you almost should be a little bit embarrassed of stuff you did earlier on. Like you can you can be proud of it too, but like you should be able to look at it and be, hey, I can this could have been better by doing this, and I know this now, and if I could do it again, I like I don't think that's something that should make people feel bad. It, it means that you're getting a better understanding of what good work looks like, you know, and, and after doing it for four years and seeing the evolution, especially with the same subject, like that's, that's a really cool thing. Like you can look at Faye as a consistent, you've worked with her many times and then, Hey, this time we really nailed it. Like I, I, this was good. This was pretty good. This was not so good. This is great. And like, that's gotta feel pretty good. Right. Like when you get to that point, like, can you, can you just take a second and, uh, like appreciate it or are you moving on already? Like, oh, how can we step this up again? Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Like oftentimes we do see older photos that we've done and we look at it like, wow, like (laughs) just how far we've come compared to this. Sure. Um, But yeah, we're definitely. Yeah. And that was kind of, I don't know if you've seen any of our posts, we do like the the upgrade 2017 to 2020, 21. But mm-hmm. that that was kind of the the big point of, of those those looking back at some of the old shots we've done. Like we did one of Yuta. That was, Yuta was like one of our second groups of photos we did, and we did those at Nova Pro. And we did one recently of him, and we just did a 2017 to 2021. Of course, Yuta has the the, the beard now and, and everything, but uh, just a different quality of, of work. So we we try every anytime we take a photo of somebody, especially from the beginning. We try to do an upgrade photo of them, uh, saying that, hey, this is based on our new work, new lighting, new techniques. And I love that we've actually, like, we've all grown together, it seems like. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of them were just starting at Nova. We were just starting at Nova, too. Like, um, Erica is one, Erica Lay, someone who started at Nova. And we've kind of all grown together. And when we went to AEW, she was on AEW. So it's just all of us growing together. I love that. Yeah, it, that's going to be kind of weird too, right? Because you like show up at this taping and maybe you know and maybe you didn't and you, you don't have to say. But then like well, you're in there. You did not know. You did not know. And then like 
your friends at this point, right? Like, like people who you have known for years, just like, oh, here's a person we've been shooting since, you know, 2017. Here's a person we've been shooting since 2018. And they're just like in the ring getting what could be their big break. But even if it's not, it's like a great experience for them that they haven't had before. Like that's, I don't, is that's it, gotta be a, a particular kind of cool, I would think. It's amazing for me because I'm really close with uh, talking to Logan uh, and Logan had a chance to shoot on air. Uh, and I, I think I probably didn't realize the day of that he was going to be on the show. When I, also, when I didn't see him in the audience, when I knew he would be in the arena. So I was like, I wonder if he's going to be on the show. And, and lo and behold, yeah, he's and he was like the first one up. And we're like, oh my God, it's Logan. Like, we're cheering <laughs> from the stands. Of course, he didn't hear us, but yeah. Right, right. I'm so happy to see him because, again, someone else from Nova Pro that we, you know, got to meet and we're good friends with him now. So, yeah, but we didn't know anyone that was going to be on there. Like, and I, and we caught a, a really good photo of his missile drop kick, uh, which yeah. he said he's going to go. Oh, on. I've seen that on Twitter. That is an amazing photo. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Willow was there and. Erica and Trish was there too. Trish, yeah. Oh my God, seeing mm-hmm. Trish there—that was a huge shock for me. I didn't know she was going to be on there at all. So, and I think with the exception of Willow, that was everybody's first AEW match of the group. You just said, I believe, uh, yeah. Willow had had been on Dark before, but yeah, yeah that's really cool. Um, you know, we we know you're busy. We want to be mindful of your time here. We'll give you a chance to plug and promote things before we go. But Kai, is there anything else that you would like to ask our guests? No, I actually really appreciate you guys coming on today because I feel like I have a whole new perspective on all of the work and all of the effort and the trials and tribulations of wrestling photography. I'm spoiled. I show up and you guys are there and you take pictures and I have content, but there's so much legwork that goes into what you do. And I just want you both to know that you are so appreciated and I love what you contribute to this business. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, you do fantastic work and then keep at it. It's a, I, just selfishly enjoy seeing it and being able to use it in the magazine. So it's, it's great. Um, let our listeners know, you know, where they can reach you, follow you, anything else you might like to promote in terms of specific work you want people to look at, whatever the floor is yours. Um, well, Twitter is Jaylee AC. Um, our Instagram is Jaylee photography, AC, same with Facebook, Jaylee photography, AC. Um, it's pretty, pretty simple. <laughs> Um, our website is coming. Yes. It's coming after we do our, our concert, uh, December 11th, because uh, we just had that, we had to finish that portfolio before we get it finished. But that is coming, uh, Jelly Photography website. Yes. That's awesome. Very exciting. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much for doing this. Oh, no problem. No problem. Thank it was you. fun. Thank you for asking us. Well, that was so insightful and so incredible. And I really enjoyed when they mentioned that they've been able to experience their own personal growth alongside some of the talent that they've been photographing since day one. And as someone who's from the DMV, I can totally understand and appreciate that because I've seen them go from shooting these smaller shows to now shooting AEW. And and you, you just, you love to see it. You love to see that, especially with good people that work hard. Absolutely. And uh, I have heard rumblings that since we recorded that interview with them, that they may be uh, shooting an AEW show again in the future for PWI. So that there's that to look forward to as well. Well, I am all about that. I think that, like I said, people who work hard and are good people deserve all of the opportunities. So that just puts me over the moon to hear that it's continuing to move in a very upward tra- trajectory for them. They deserve it. So now what we're going to do is we're going to actually swing around and take a trip to the West Coast where we will be speaking to photographer slash graphic designer, Haban Huerta. You may be familiar with some of his work with um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, PWG, and as well as his poster designs, which are absolutely incredible. He's so talented and it's going to be such an honor to gain a little bit of insight into his world. All right, we have a very special guest with us this morning. We have West Coast wrestling photography legend at this point, Juan <laughs> Huerta. How are you doing? Good, good. Good morning, guys. Uh, I mean, it, that might be a stretch, but uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll take it for this this round here. So, uh, but Give good morning, guys. Credit, you're amazing. 
<laughs> I know, but you know, you know, like it's just the way I am. I'm like, ah, I, I try not to, you know, put myself over too much, but I'll, I'll take that on this, this occasion, but good morning guys. And uh, thank you for having me. Of course. It's, it, I'm so glad that we have you to talk about your work because you have such amazing range and you've worked for so many different promotions. And I just think that that definitely deserves a platform on the PW Indie podcast. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I've uh, I've kind of padded like padded my portfolio, kind of expanding just everywhere I can at this point. Like uh, wherever someone needs me for something, I'm there pretty much. The utility guy, in a way. Swiss Army knife, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Swiss Army knife of wrestling photography. <clears throat> so how get into wrestling photography was that um what you wanted to do initially or was it something you fell into through doing other photographic adventures uh, and interests uh so what happened was uh so i did photography like years ago in in college and then i kind of just fell off from like uh like the interest wasn't there anymore so i kind of went into a little bit of a hiatus uh from doing actual photography I was just doing the normal portraits and a few landscape things here and there. Um, and so I started going to indie shows roughly around 2017. And then the deeper I got into it, uh, I think like around 2018, I, you know, like the usual as a fan, you go and, and take photos with a camera phone, with your phone or whatever. And as soon as I was like, you know what, maybe I should bring my camera, like just dust it off. It was an old T3i I had, uh, Canon T3i. And so I started taking it to the small shows that I was going to. And uh, it just kind of, you know, I had an old 50 millimeter lens and uh, I started taking them to shows, started, you know, taking photos and then uploading them on Inst- or on Instagram or and all those social medias I had and just kind of started gaining traction from there. The interest started to kind of grow from there uh, just because of the response from them. Uh, you know, not a lot of guys or not a lot of uh, people were, were, you know, uh, shooting shows in a way there were, but it wasn't like how it is now where there's like, there's the substantial amount of people shooting shows. Um, so it just kind of grew from there. Like it's, it was just something I fell into uh, at pretty much basically. So one thing that I did not know until I was actually researching you for this on top of all the great photography you've been doing, uh, you have quite a design portfolio as well. And there, there were some posters, flyers for shows there. I saw like, oh yeah, I've seen this a hundred times. But uh-huh. like maybe they're not always, I mean, f- photos are not always clearly credited either, but um, maybe you're seeing versions of this flyer over and over again and the artist is not tagged in all of them or whatever. Uh, but you've really done a lot of different stuff. I mean, from from big major independent shows uh, and, and NWA work uh, and a lot of other things really all over the country. How did you, how did you get into that? Uh, so... This one, it was kind of, this journey was kind of a little bit similar to like the photography work. Uh, so uh, there was like, like smaller indies that I was going to in Southern California. I, what I would do is I would use these photos that I had taken myself at these shows. And I had previous design work going, dating back to like the the late 2000s, uh, back when I was in high school. Uh, like uh, it was just a... Uh, it was a minimal skill and I would do it here and there and nothing uh, completely major that took off anywhere, but it was, it was something that I knew how to do. I knew how to work Photoshop. I knew how to do design. So what I started doing was um, I started taking these photos that I would take and then manipulating them, Photoshopping them, doing these crazy edits, and then just kind of, you know, started posting them online and uh, it got a little bit of attention from people uh and it just kind of started going from there um you know one of the one of the folks that uh or one of the promotions that kind of first took a a chance on me initially was uh there was a promotion out in arizona by the name of uh uh, what was it uh zealot pro so they kind of worked with me on that and i kind of was able to finally do my first official like flyer 
uh, for them. And then as I started kind of doing, uh, you know, more, more, more work on my own as a, like, as opposed to paid work, it was just more of me, uh, doing stuff as a hobby and posting and posting, uh, it just kind of gardened that garnered that attention, uh, from people. And I just made the connects and everything where it started to kind of take off from there, um, at, at the different shows that I was kind of involved with at the time. I okay, saw this, you... uh, recently did the poster for the new AW Pro show with Ruby Soho. And I just thought it was so beautiful because she has this vibrant orange hair and you managed to extend that tonality across the entire um, composition of the piece. And I just thought that was like so clever and so beautiful. So it's so nice to see your work, like getting out there on these bigger platforms. But I do have another question for you. So you mentioned would bring your camera to shows and you would shoot from the crowd how has the transition from shooting from the crowd to shooting ringside been like has there have there been any growing pains has it been like a big learning curve did you kind of take to it like a duck to water <laughs> uh well it was it was kind of a natural transition like if i was shooting from the crowd i would just kind of obviously like find any open space that i could and, and try to get my uh try to get my shot through there and once I kind of started doing more stuff ringside at certain shows, um, I kind of was able to get the hang of working matches with like, you know, especially when you have a lot of like guys who are high flyers, a lot of spots that go to the outside, uh, you know, always be ready for anything to happen ringside. So, uh, I started getting more, uh, more of the familiarity with, with that. Uh, and one of the, one of the places that gave me that platform to improve myself was, uh, when I was going to, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood, uh, Dave Marquez's promotion. So he had reached out and he had asked me, you know, like, if you'd like to shoot for us and, and whatnot. And, uh, I did their show for a little over a year, I think like almost a year and a half. And, uh, you know, it was like twice a week or not twice a week, twice a month, excuse me, that I would go and it'd be like, you know, uh, four or five hour long tapings. And, and, uh, you know, I'd kind of get my, uh, get my experience there shooting ringside, especially with all the different talents they would use. So, you know, you could, uh, get a more technical match. And then all of a sudden the next match is like a high flying match with dives to the outside and, and, uh, and I also credit that platform or that promotion uh, due to uh, due to uh, me being able to learn how to uh, shoot ringside, but with like you know cameras. The production is is a little bit more uh, heightened than a regular indie show there, just because there's an actual set, there's cameras, there's a like a, a legit hard cam, so it's a production, uh, for television. So it was kind of a, I went from shooting ringside or shooting from a crowd to ringside and then all of a sudden shooting for, uh, television environment. So it was like a whole three different worlds in like a span of like less than a year that I had to get familiar with. So you did that. And, you know, more recently you've been involved shooting the NWA tapings, uh, ringside for that. And, one thing about those NWA shows, I mean, certainly they pull from around the country and even from around the world, but uh, there are a lot of West Coast talent on those shows. I mean, are you finding yourself photographing some of the same people that you've been shooting your entire career, but just in this maybe more prestigious setting with the NWA attached? Uh, it's uh, it doesn't seem for me, it doesn't really seem like a, a repetitive or anything like that. It's more of like, sure. you know, like uh i'm familiar with a lot of these guys but definitely like you said on a much bigger platform uh and it's always good to to you know like uh go to a whole new environment but then you see some familiar faces there uh that you've shot at or shot shows at with at, like on the west coast like uh uh for example like uh yuma i knew him from uh, the, the SoCal Indies indie scene and as well as a uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, so, you know, I'm always like ready for whatever his moveset is. Uh, 
also uh bestia 666 and make a wolf so i've known those right. guys for a bit now for over a year and so i'm like familiar with with their stuff so it's it's good uh because it gives me a little bit of a i guess an advantage shooting ringside for that and obviously in a much bigger environment where i'm now you know uh shooting photos for a much bigger television production so it's a uh, it's a little bit of fami familiarity with that with them but as well as uh you know it's in, in a completely different space i'm sure it's really cool to see the growth of these people that i'm sure you're friends with at this point from the first time you took photos with them to now where you're photographing them on larger platforms but have you also seen growth within your own photos like from the first pictures you took of them to the ones you've taken currently and is that cool i will definitely agree that there is a huge growth from with that <laughs> so like i've uh, i mean i can't count the amount of times i've like you know, like you're in a waiting room somewhere and then you're browsing through your social medias or whatever. And then like you decided to like scroll through your old photos and then you look and you're just like, uh, like I, I cringe at some of my old stuff just because, uh, you know, obviously it's the, it's the, the inexperience you can tell on those photographs. But uh, when you compare it to what you're, what I'm doing now, it's, it's like night and day. So for me, it's, uh you know not to toot my own horn or anything but i i've for sure like uh, improved a whole lot in like a span of four years um so it's 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 evident for sure and especially for me like when i look back at anything like that uh from my early stuff uh you mentioned bestia 666 and mecha wolf as wrestlers you'd been shooting for a long time. And of course they, they won the NWA uh, world tag championship. And then more recently you shot them down in Mexico uh, in Tijuana for the crash of the, I, I think maybe a fair comparison would be to say like pro wrestling gorilla for Mexico, basically like it's, it's where everybody wants to go They're They're not streaming their shows, but it's a really, really big deal. And if you do well there, you can kind of do well anywhere else because it's this tough crowd, uh, but who also loves wrestling. So what, what was that experience like? It was such a blast just because uh, I've, it was one of the crash was one of my, you know, some of us photographers, like uh, some won't admit it, but a lot of us do have like that, that, that bucket list of oh, sure. places you want to shoot at. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. the crash was up there for me it was like if not probably the top top place i wanted to at least get get one show in you know what i mean and uh i live like an hour like a little over an hour from uh, tijuana so uh you know my my buddy who shoots video there uh josh garcia he's known as rudos photo on on instagram and and social media and whatnot he, uh, you know, had, had contacted me and, and uh, you know, uh, would you like to come down and shoot ringside? You know, we could uh, use you for, for this show. And I was like, I'm all in. So uh, I, I went down there and uh, I didn't really uh, I didn't say anything at first just because I'm like one of those people where like, uh, you know, it's always great to manifest stuff. But then it's also good to just kind of wait until it actually happens and then, you know, people will know you're there. So uh, when I got there, there was like, a, I think it was the first weekend that the borders were opened uh, for Mexico in that area. So there was a lot of traffic and we barely made the show, maybe like half hour before bell time. And so we got there and then I think it Mega Wolf and Bestia 666 were like the, maybe the first people I saw actually when I went through the back and they were just like ecstatic to see me there. So we, you know, so going from indies in socal to atlanta over at nwa and then to tj there uh it, it, it was great to see them they were happy to see me and uh you know we we chopped it up and it was just uh it, it was a bit of a rush just because uh i had to get my stuff ready and head down the the famous tunnel right there at the auditorio uh at, down to ringside and uh but everyone was was super cool like uh great staff the fans were rowdy they were hot for the 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 show and uh it was one of those things where uh like one maybe not once in a lifetime experience but it was a great experience for me uh when i was ringside which was also cool i never got to experience this 
Uh, so they throw money into the ring. But in Mexico, since a lot of uh, coins are, you know, like the silver coins and stuff like that, the pesos, they were chucking them in the ring. So we were getting pelted with like coins and stuff. And so we had to like kind of take cover. But that's just how it is down there, man. They, uh, they're a hot crowd. They love their, their pro wrestling, their lucha libre. And uh, it was a, a completely fun experience that I would, I, I definitely want to uh, relive again there. Especially in that historic uh, venue, which, uh, you know, a lot of legends have walked through there. Rey Mysterio trained there. Conan wrestled there, you know, thousands of times. And uh, a lot of those guys have made a name for themselves themselves there. So it's a, it was a great experience. I can imagine with the coins flying. Did you just have your camera like a baby? Like, no, not my lens, please. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I had I had the thing like right. I had I had my whole camera just kind of tucked away a little bit as I was trying to shoot. But uh, luckily, no, not, nothing too crazy. People weren't weren't insane about it, but they were just you know throwing whatever they could in there. So I had to make sure to you know even if I had a filter on the lens, I had to I had to take care of it for sure. And that looked like maybe kind of a tough venue to, to shoot in for other reasons. I mean, like you're, if you're obviously you've shot in all different sorts of venues, uh, yeah. but more recently, maybe, you know, especially in those televised events, there's a big right lighting rig. Certain things are taken care of in that regard. Whereas this is more like a classic dark wrestling venue. Um, was that an adjustment to go back to something like that? But that while also being in this new environment, you know, this promotion you've never shot with before this, like, as you said, bucket list item for you, was that, was that challenging? Uh, you know what? It, it was a bit challenging, uh, especially lighting wise, uh, mm -hmm. being that uh, the only light source they had for the, for the actual ring was for uh, beaming uh, the fluorescent lights, like right above the ring. So, it casts like a whole shadow right under them. <clears throat> so I had to adjust to that. And we're in contrast to that. Their stage area was just absolutely lit up with so many LEDs of different colors. And they had pyro. And so shooting different angles was a bit of a challenge there. Uh, but luckily, I think by the, I would say by the second match, I was able to uh, get adjusted fairly well. Um, uh, I had a kind of to, go in and out of the ring there you have to go up on the stage and then either take a or actually take a left on the right there on the uh by the titan tron they had there right and uh so it was a lot of maneuvering around and making sure you're not like you know tripping over anything um the i i would say the the fun part about this this event too uh so for a while i was you know when you're shooting big productions like nwa uh, you have to be aware of like the cameramen, uh, the video guys, you know, it could either be roaming cameras. It could either be bigger cameras that they have with the actual cables uh, where they're trying to get a handle on those. So you got to always there at those type of places. You got to watch out, uh, you know, where you're stepping on and be aware of, of your surroundings and make sure you're not blocking a, a shot or anything sure. like that. Uh, where it's the crash, uh they don't really have like like you said they don't really stream they don't really record full shows um and so i had the full on freedom of just running around everywhere i could and right you know like this show was absolutely stacked with lucha libre talent and like you know right the ray horses the flamitas the, uh, you know all those guys and so my cardio was like getting a, a <laughs> good work in that show i was i had my ideas on, on i had i was ready to go and i was like going up <laughs> i was going back and forth uh when i knew a spot was coming i was like here let me go to this area let me run here uh especially when it got to the uh, i believe it was a semi-main event with uh it was willie mack bandito dragon lee and hijo del vikingo who's killing it in triple a right now Oh yeah, he's and, amazing. And so with a match like that, I had to just uh, kick it into high gear and then go from you know from that side to the other side. And yeah, so my I got a good yeah. cardio workout uh, <laughs> th this show, and luckily I had the space for it, you know. And the photos turned out great. And I mean, I could t 
having dealt with a lot of photos, I can kind of tell like, oh man, this is darkly lit. And like, it must've been a challenge, but they turned out great. Um, and I think one thing worth noting there is the different lighting is uh, about what works for the live audience. Because in this case, you're not televising it. You're not, it's not really designed to be photographed. It's designed to have the maximum impact on the live audience from the super lit up stage to the rest of the arena being kind of dark. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Especially for, for uh, this venue here uh, in, in Tijuana, they, they've kept the traditional lighting uh, mm -hmm. in the middle where they had the ring. I think they've had that same lighting for like uh, from old triple A or old CMLL or, triple a videos whatever shows they had there it's been like that for like the longest time and i think they just i think a lot of them just a lot of promotions that run there they like to keep that tradition going and then sure. if they want to do their own stage that's you know that's on them but uh yeah it's 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 like a staple in that in that venue there yeah one of the um things i've mentioned before is wrestling is interesting because it's like a theatrical performance in some aspects but it's also very fast-paced and hard-hitting like yeah. combat slash contact sport. so it's kind of like a photographic toss-up in that sense you're taking like these two styles and having to mesh them together on top of the factor that kevin mentioned where the lighting and the venues are very inconsistent so you, it's a oh, lot yeah. of adjusting on the fly i would imagine yeah no it definitely is especially uh you know like uh you'll go from show to show not knowing what to expect from the production so you know you can you might have some crazy some very nice well-lit stuff on in the ring on the stage and then you could go from uh that to like a show where it's like you know they only have like you know three fluorescent lights in the middle of the ring and that's about it that's all you get so uh and then they'll throw in some neon and some other crazy lighting so it's it's a it, it's pretty much adjusting on the fly from show to show uh that's pretty much the the challenge that it comes from you know, going from different place to different place. Did you have any advice for um, any young wrestling fans that may be listening to this that would want to start pursuing wrestling photography? I think, uh, I think my advice to them is to always start off small. That's the way I, I kind of look at it. Um, you know, you could go to the smaller shows, you can go to a wrestling school show that's happening near you. And then, uh, it's always good to reach out first and try to do your research on who the promoter is or who the main contact is at those type of places, just because, you know, you want to be presentable. You want to actually, uh, uh, make that connection with the, with the person in charge. That way they know they can at least try to put a face and a name to you um that's that's kind of my advice to them it, and, and then once you start building a portfolio of of these places that you're shooting at uh you know if you get cleared to do those shows you can kind of start building from that and then going to reach out to like the bigger shows and if they need a photographer or not but uh that would be my advice it's it's start off start off small uh you know there's no shame that in that that we all start off somewhere and then kind of go from there build from that uh because it's it's tough to you know try to uh go full on and try to see if you can get on the bigger shows which you know it could happen but you know the safest bet would it always be better to reach out to like the smaller shows or like the wrestling schools when they run their own uh you know their own individual shows that that would be my advice and then just to just to keep honing your craft. That's, that's pretty much what, what it comes down to. Uh, obviously, you know, not every show that you shoot will be your best shot show in a way you'll have, you might feel like you were miserable throughout it. You might've felt like you might've not gotten any good shots, but uh, you know, might've gotten a few decent ones, but that just kind of comes with the territory. Just it not every, every, you're, you're bound to have a bad day, but you just got to keep, uh, you know, uh, setting that that feeling aside for it and just keep moving, moving forward with it. So, but yeah, that would kind of be my my uh, advice to to aspire wrestling photographers. Awesome.
That's, I mean, that's great advice, no matter what area of the industry you're in, or, or really outside of the industry, just good advice in general is to uh, make contacts, not be afraid to start small and keep at it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I know we're all busy, so I, I uh, want to wrap this up and give you a chance to plug anything you might want to plug. But first, Kaya, is there anything else that you want to ask our guest? No, I actually think that you did an excellent job giving us a ton of really unique and amazing perspective into the work that you do. And it's almost like photographers are a little bit of unsung heroes because you guys are out there, you're grinding just as hard as the wrestlers. And not only that, but you're providing us with a ton of content. So you are very appreciated and we are very grateful to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Kaya. Hopefully, uh, you know, Hopefully I get to shoot one of your shows that I'm going to show you're on soon. So hopefully that'll happen down the road, but I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, you know, we, we spend uh, a good amount of time, you know, on, and money, like on equipment and, and all that to, and we, you know, we make our mileage too. We, we make our towns and stuff and, you know, a uh, lack of sleep. And so it, the stuff like that is all like from you guys is always appreciated. Good. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything uh, you want to promote? Let people know how to reach you on social media or whatever you want. Uh, man, I I wish I, I have like so much, so much going on right now. I guess uh, well, I'm on social media uh, on Instagram at Ivan Huerta, which is just my at my full name. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Hebon. It's at H E E underscore B A W N. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have really anything to promote right now. I mean, I know NWA, uh, hard times two is this weekend on, on Saturday at, a on, on fight. So that's, that's a big event coming up. So that, I, I guess that's pretty much, pretty much it for me right there. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on this platform. Thank you so much. Well, that was awesome. We, we've talked to just some really nice people here today, which, I, which I've appreciated. And Hiban talked about this idea that not being afraid to start small, you know, staying humble, but staying active and, and, and keep hustling because eventually it can pay off. I, I, I love that idea. Uh, I think that applies to so much else. And frankly, I'm just grateful to have photographers like Hiban and the, the folks over at J. Lee Photography, uh, Christina and Antoine, to provide these awesome photos for the magazine. I'm just, I'm glad to be able to feature them. Well, yeah. And as a performer, I'm so glad that they're here taking these amazing photos of us because we live in a world now where content is king and everybody's just constantly trying to push their hustle across all forms of social media and having quality content, i.e. good photographs, <laughs> makes sense. So I don't think think that they always get their flowers in the sense of how much they're contributing to this business. If I didn't have amazing photographers like Jay Lee and Haban and Earl Gardner and Chris Grasso and, and Manning and Mouse and oh my gosh, Sophia, the list goes on and on and on and Jess and, and Mikey Nolan and man, we could be here for hours talking about all these incredible people and how much they contribute to independent professional wrestling and Absolutely. just having that content it's key, man. Like, uh, I appreciate them so much for what they do. As do I, uh, want to thank the listeners who we also appreciate for hanging with us this long. If, if they're still, they're still here. Um, as always encourage anyone to go to pwi-online.com to check out everything PWI related. Kaya, do you have anything that you'd like to plug before we part ways here? Yes, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kaya MCK. So K-A-I-A-M-C-K. As far as my wrestling adventures coming up, I just wrestled on Beyond Wrestling's Uncharted Territory Thursday evening. So please check that out on IWTV. And following up on that, I will be at the Restival New Year's weekend. So please come out to the Restival or watch on IWTV. It's going to be a great time and a great collaborative effort of many top independent promotions. That's what I got going on. I'm very excited for the rest of all. I think we, if not before, then certainly after we got to do something special for that. Uh, I think you mentioned that before, not on the show, but we, we, we spoke about it and yeah, really cool. I am a sucker for small independent festivals, be they music, film, wrestling, whatever. 
uh, I'm excited. You're doing um, Heavy Lies of the Crown to bring in the new year. Then you're also going to have Limitless is going to be there, Blitzkrieg, Action, uh, Pizza Party. Like there's so many different promotions that are coming together to create this amazing independent wrestling festival, the restival. And then you have, I mean, you mentioned a couple of those being, uh, which are New England promotions, uh, Limitless and uh, Beyond. And then you have action coming up from Georgia for it. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on who else you mentioned, but you, but you have, oh, Pizza Party, yeah. Uh, but Pizza Party kind of runs everywhere. So um, really cool to have that mix. And it's like something worth traveling for. So um, I think I saw that the package seats for that are sold out, but I think individual shows are still available. So people can go check that out. All right. Well, Kaya, thanks. Thanks for doing this. And uh, we'll talk again next time. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I couldn't um, have picked or ended up with a better partner in crime for this podcast. Always appreciate you, Kevin. Well, thank you. And likewise. <laughs>